1: Welcome back to Why Though. We are thrilled to be with you for another week, another show, another episode. We love you guys so much. And this podcast has been such a saving grace. We love hearing from you in the time of the Corona. Speaking of Corona, y'all, my hair appointment kept getting canceled. Oh, girl,
0: what? <sighs>
1: It just kept getting canceled, and rightly so. Somebody's gonna be touching your face, massaging mm-hmm. your head. All of this makes sense to me in the grand scheme of things, but I'm I'm a little vain, so my hair was getting so long, y'all. It was almost hold to on, my butt. Hold on, hold on, Not vain enough to <laughs> post those pictures of you looking like cousin it on the social. That's right. Oh, that's that's a good. This is a good point. This is a good point. Well, I'm vain, but I like to make fun of myself. How about that? Oh my gosh, I died laughing. I'm like, you posted this on the
0: internet, but I like, did. People will find this I in twenty really years. I
1: really did they really Uh will and it'll bless my children i'm excited for those days but you guys seriously my hair was so long it was almost to my butt crack for those of you who don't know you're new to the why though i am six foot two six foot two so and the longest thing on my body is my torso so i'm talking when i say cousin it hair, this is like tiffany's being real it was like cousin it so finally this girl they used to do my hair before I moved to Manhattan, was in town. She did a house call, and now I'm back to Cali Blonde with some long layers. She wouldn't let me cut the long bangs that I wanted because she was like, you're so low-maintenance, and it's going to be a real problem for you if you start cutting some bangs. Yeah, and, like, and you, you know girl, you pregnant, and Lord, it's hot. You're right. No. And no. I'm pregnant, and it's hot. Totally. She said the same. She's like, don't do it. So I didn't do it. But now we got some blonde long layers, y'all, and I'm like, blonde, blonde. Yeah, you guys, she um, is such a California girl yeah. again. I went for it. I just went for it. Actually, we didn't mean to. The truth is my entire head is gray, like white gray.
0: And so so because of that, we had had to do
1: exactly. We had to do like a specific blonde. We couldn't do my usual like golden honey blonde that goes with my red hair. We had to do like a whiter blonde. So anyhow, that's very exciting. So we hope that somehow if you're still in a lockdown state, you're getting your hair done. I haven't had nails done since February, but moving on what we want to talk about today. Oh, wait, hold on. Do you get your toenails done too? No, no, I don't. There's no place to get them done. Yeah, everything's closed in California. No, I mean so before I before Oh, yeah. Before. Absolutely. Oh, yes, that whole, was okay. my one That's my one self-care thing cuz I only get my hair done once or twice a year. Right. So my one self-care thing is to go to um, get a gel manicure and a pedicure once a month.
0: So oh, that was my it.
1: one thing. So it's gone. No, it's gone. Maybe, But now you look in all sunny California, so (laughs) there you go. And painting my own nails like a boss. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, we wanted to talk today about friendship because, honestly, the last couple of years have been hard on friendships and hard on families, and I think during this time where we're unable to connect in the ways that we're used to, and people are becoming more and more vocal about their convictions and beliefs, mm-hmm. we found, and and also with, with cities changing, lots of people are moving oh, wow, to different yeah. cities, different countries, different states, because they wanna find a more sustainable life and a, a better way to live. Because when you're quarantined inside your house, it's not as exciting to live in a city that might be killing you financially, or might be actually very hard on your family, but you don't get to realize it as much until you're locked inside of your house. So people are moving, lives are changing. And Tiffany and I were just talking yesterday about how friendships change. And we want to talk about that today. What happens when you have to end a friendship? What happens when a friendship morphs into something else? What happens when a friendship needs new boundaries? What happens when a friendship begins to not be what it used to be? What do you hold on to? What do you let go? How do you end a friendship if you need to? And we want to have this conversation today. And we've both had conversations with people about this, what a struggle it is, how hard it is. And we think it would be a wonderful topic for us to dive into in twenty twenty, yeah. Oh, what a beautiful intro to that, Ashley. Um, I love that you said in
0: the past couple of years, things really have boiled mm-hmm. <laughs> in the past, especially mm-hmm. three and a half years. Yes. And I think even in the time of Corona, so much of our interactions are online. And we're posting a yeah. lot of our ideology. We're posting a lot yes. of what we believe in our values. And those things might have not come up in our face-to-face conversations with friends over the years. But now yep. we're saying these things of these deep values that we believe. And we're yeah. finding out that people don't feel the same. And so these yeah. friendships where there, they're, we assumed there was shared value and we are discovering there's not. And I'm just, mm. <clears throat> obviously, Ashley and I come to you. Ashley's white. I'm a, I'm a woman of color. And, and even in our friendship, it's been really... I think, beautiful to see some of this shared value get even stronger. And yeah. and I have to say, Ashley has helped awaken me in a lot of ways, even to my own identity and um, how that's played out in friendships. And I think when we can see ourselves and what we bring to the table, and we've talked in the past about reciprocity and you know just yeah. shared values, but I think um, why we want to touch on this again is because the, the game's changed, y'all. The game's yes. changed. And that's so right. here we are in this time when we are um we are seeing this cultural just landscape change and 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 some of it a divide i don't want to say like oh there's this big divide because i don't want to speak that out if that's not been your experience and that just maybe be my experience but really Mm -hmm. seeing things come to a boiling point if you will Mm -hmm. and and finding out what people feel about things and i and i'm just saying i'm just bringing this to the table y'all as a woman of color it has been very eye-opening and um, mm. very disheartening, and also very encouraging to see where people stand or what people believe, yeah. and how they believe what they believe about people who are not like them.
1: Yeah. And so for absolutely. me and
0: a girlfriend of mine the other day, um, her and her husband were in the ministry for quite some time. Um, she and her husband are black, and she she said to me, she's like, you know what, more than ever. I I feel like I know where people stand. She's like, this is a good thing. I'm seeing everybody's true (laughs) colors up front. And she's like, I know where I want to invest my time. I know who I want to spend my life with. Our Hmm. life is who we spend it with. Our life is who we spend it with. And so she's like, this, if anything, this has been a refiner's fire. Like this has been a moment of clarity, a moment of clarity. And I think um, for me, and I've, I've, uh, Ashley knows this about me. I tend to to lean toward the more agreeable diplomatic way of living but at to a detriment a 3 goes to a 9 in weakness and I <laughs> will I will conform or shrink yeah I will conform or shrink in friendship at the because I want to make other people feel comfortable hmm. so even though I've felt hurt or there's been a slight or there's been an offense um I will conform and shrink because I just I want to make sure they feel good and that that you know, there's family of origin stuff that is, you know, comes with that, and how and how sure. my experience growing up and my experience growing up, um, very much in white communities and ensuring that people feel comfortable. And it's um, it is a cultural phenomena. I forget the um, there is a Columbia professor who's done extensive work on this, especially of um, minorities doing everything they can to prove their worth um, in majority circles and ensuring that they have a place by really assimilating and becoming like that majority culture in the sense mm. that they're willing to do that to have a seat at the table and to have a seat in mm-hmm. the friendship group or whatever it is. So. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how y'all, you know, listeners, I don't know how y'all have been processing this of what's going on, but I know for darn sure, because we've been talking about it and y'all been commenting about the things you're seeing your friends say on Facebook. And Ashley said to us in the past, there's people posting stuff that I like you in real life, but I don't even like you on the internet. Mm-hmm. And I think um, that's that's just to hit this boiling point and what people feel about a public health. Issue what people feel about racial disparity. I think that there's just this moment of like, wait a second, what are my values? I think there's never been a better time to decide what are your values, what are the shared values that you would like to have in friendship, and where do you need to build some boundaries?
1: Yeah, that's so good. And I think, you know, we all were created to have this sense of belonging. And so mm-hmm. whether you are, and Tiffany, you you shared that beautifully through the lens of race, but I also think that many women have been taught their whole lives to wear a mask and to assimilate to dominant yes. culture. And so yes. there's a lot of environments that we're in, it could be your mommy group, it could be a college campus group, it could be your work, it could be whatever you're doing with your life, maybe you're a boss on a job, like running a team. And I think that most of us have been taught that we have to pretend and perform our way into relationship and that if people really knew who we were or if they really understood how we felt, we wouldn't be accepted. And in this political climate where one way of thinking is acceptable and another way is not, and sometimes that's appropriate because of the harm it causes people, right? Mm-hmm. And then sometimes mm-hmm. it's we have a, it's a matter of differing opinions and not being able to actually live with that tension or deal with that tension. And I think a lot of us are really trying to figure out, okay, how do I show up honestly as myself because I'm tired of trying to pretend and perform my way into belonging. And I was thinking about, you know, what are the reasons that relationships change? And,
0: you know, Mm. Tiffany just
1: explained so many, a big one, which is conflicts and values. And so I think sometimes conflicts and values can be resolved or they can't be resolved. And at that point, you have to make a courageous decision to continue to invest in the relationship, either to press in, even though you have differing values, you want to stay close or to decide new boundaries or to end the relationship. And I think sometimes we're very afraid of walking away from a relationship, of ending a relationship, or setting a new boundary. And sometimes we are not brave enough to have the conversation about setting a new boundary, we just walk away, or suddenly we're no longer hanging out with this person, or we don't want to be around them, or we're always busy, or we stop responding to text messages. And then that person and you never really have the opportunity to say like, hey, our relationship is changing. Sometimes that can happen just because, you know, maybe you have a friend who just got a, a new job, and they're working 80 hours a week, and there's a season where they're not able to, or perhaps they have a big life change, like a job promotion, like marriage, having a baby that could just change the dynamics of a relationship. And again, I think those are opportunities to press in. It doesn't mean you have different values. It means one has less margin and the other might have the same margin in their life. So it's that's a differing season of life and time to press in. But then there are those times where you realize, gosh, your way of living and thinking is actually harmful to mine. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, I need to figure out how I'm gonna end this relationship or stay acquainted with you, but reset a boundary. I was thinking about um, something that happened to me last fall there was a gal I had known for a couple of years and there were a few women who began to talk about me in a really destructive way and a very harmful way. And they did not come to me. And I think that was the hardest part about this. Like we did have some history. We we're not close friends, but we definitely had enough history where a person could have come to me. And they didn't do that. And I kept thinking about Romans 13, where it says, you know, oh, no man, but to love him. And I thought to mm. myself, like, I don't like this person. Like, I actually don't like them. It wasn't okay that they talked b- behind my back, that they shared some things with people, hoping that 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 those people would correct me and make me think like them. Which is not what ended up happening for her. Actually, she's the one (laughs) who got confronted about the way she was approaching things because she didn't come straight to me. Um, But it was one of those moments where I was like, am I gonna lean into this? Am I gonna set a new boundary? Or am I gonna end this relationship? And for me, it looked like ending the relationship. I was like, I love you with the love of the Lord, but I don't like you. And I don't want to be around a person who talks badly about me or because of a conflict in values or convictions is going to try to find people who will correct me in my conflicts and um, convictions rather than confronting me about them. And so I think that was a great moment for me because I realized like there's nothing to reconcile here. And the last thing I want to say about this is that sometimes we have a false idea of what reconciliation is. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, because some people in the church would be like, well, you guys need to reconcile. You need to talk about this. And I was like, what is there to reconcile? This is a toxic person who's unwilling to be honest, who will not have a conversation with me. Do you think that that makes a great person to be in friendship with? And when you look at it like that, the people's response is like, "No." And I'm like, "Exactly." And so I think in reconciliation, there are times to push past. We still did have a hard conversation. I did confront her, but at the same time, you you do have to push past some of those ideals of like, "Oh, reconciliation means we just work this thing out because the Bible says so." And actually, reconciliation is not possible without change. Like people actually have to have a transformative experience, and and they have to learn to be honest and to open. Open up and each of us have to learn how to resolve conflict in a healthy way and how to express our convictions without shaming and blaming others and so i think that you know we don't have to live with this idea of reconciliation means we have to be friends with everybody because right. that's not what reconciliation is we have to love everybody but we do not have to be in relationship with everybody and so we have to figure out for ourselves what's what's good what's safe and then where do we need to push past um you know our walls that are not really boundaries but their fear and they're Security. And they're us, you know, being afraid to step into real, true relationships. So, this is all really important stuff.
0: Yeah. Reconciliation comes after repentance, right? Correct. Without repentance and forgiveness, there isn't even the step of reconciliation. Right. Isn't it wild that I think you hit the nail on the head, especially in the church context, we rush to, mm-hmm. to step number three of reconciliation. It's like, I saw no repentance. I saw no forgiveness. Mm-hmm. There's no, mm-hmm. y- you can't just jump the ladder to the top rung when you haven't done the work. When you haven't come yep. and said, I have wronged you and I yep. own this. And I, yes. I, I come to you asking for this forgiveness. If that hasn't yep. happened, no, you can't rationalize with somebody who, who isn't going to own their part. Yep. Who isn't going to own their part? I really want to hit on one thing you said in there that was really powerful. You said because they didn't think like you. Yep. You, they wanted you to think like them. Yep. And therefore you were wrong. Yep. And just this idea yep. of I, I posted this a few days ago, but just belonging does not mean we think like other people it does not That's mean right. we become we talk like them we think like them we vote like them we That's act right. like them we buy yeah. like them mm-hmm. we you know talk about others like them belonging means who you are your personhood your lived experience is valued yeah it's valued
1: that's right there
0: but i love where you do that line in the sand of if it's harming somebody if there is thinking that's harming somebody yeah, yeah we're going to disagree on that we yep. are 100 percent. i do not have to respect that the that part of the way you mm-hmm. live Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. if it is if it will lead to injustice or the belittling or demeaning of a people group or person or what have you no thank you yeah but when it is uh, a different conviction but both have value like yeah. there's respect there and i think that is where it gets so messy, and you know, I, I've I've joked about this before, but thirteen-year-olds turn into thirty-year-olds, turn into fifty-year-olds, yeah, and some so of those, <laughs> some of that thirteen, that middle school way of friendship, yeah. it's really, really predominant. and you know, <laughs> I'm seeing it a lot in the thirties, and then the forties, and then the fifties, and in that yeah. friendship, and you're like, wow, if the, if that area of your life has not grown, if you have not sought intentional growth to become. To become a person of honestly the fruit of the spirit then that you're going to still take that that ethos of friendship into your adult life and that is just Mm -hmm. not great and i also Mm -hmm. think as we are becoming as individuals we are becoming in our friendships who are you becoming when you're with X person, fill in the blank. You know, think of the five people you hang out with the most or the five people you really share your life with. Obviously, in the time of Corona, it might be over Marco Polo. It might be over yeah. voice memos. It might be over, you know, FaceTime. But who's got time for real in live FaceTime? I don't know. I don't know those people. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope you are. I hope you are. Whatever is healthy and works for your life right now. But think of those five people. Yeah. Are you becoming the person that you believe God's destined you to become when you share your life with them? Or is this something where you shrink where you, or you just feel like this is this is more hurtful, it's more harmful than helpful, you know? Yeah. Is there something that's weighing you? And is it something that can be addressed and there's ears to hear on both sides? Or is it something like Ashley said, there's no room to reconcile here. I think, um, you know, even I think of the times I have, done you know top messages on friendship or at sip with women's bible study when we've when we've in friendship i think there's been the biggest response of feeling like i don't know how to end this i don't know how to end this toxic friendship because i don't want to be seen as not nice i don't want to be seen as unkind and i think that um we're lying to ourselves of be thinking when we want growth and we want wholeness and we want health it is not unkind to de- to decide we are worth health it is not unkind to decide that we are worth wholeness and is not unkind to that other person to, to in love, um, understand that there's been a transition or a change and that you can humbly walk away from that and also honor the time that you've spent together. Honor the goodness that's been there
1: yeah and I think it's good to just recognize too that what things feel so very personal like the other thing in that conflict that I had with the gal is I recognize she doesn't actually really like me and mm. it wasn't personal for me it was just identifying like she doesn't like me I'm not going to reconcile this because she doesn't actually have a heart for me and the truth is I don't have a heart for her and so we just yeah. had to like let that be true and then I think those those moments in friendship where we recognize none of us are perfect like we're, we're in every relationship there are moments and times where it gets hard, where it can feel frustrating, where you will experience hurt. I love what Dr. Henry Cloud talks about the difference between hurt and harm. Mm-hmm. That in a real relationship, there will be hurt because we're an imperfect people trying to be in relationship with one another. And so there will be these tender moments of just like, oh, that really stung when you said this, when you did this, when you didn't respond to me, I felt this way. But then there's also those moments where you you are harmed in a way that is you you realize this is not acceptable in this relationship anymore and so I think we each have to recognize I'm going to hurt people in relationship and people are going to hurt me in relationship and so then how do I continue the hard work of not taking everything personally holding realistic expectations and sowing the seeds um a friendship and i love this book i'm in a writing cohort right now that i'm leading and we're reading bird by bird and it's my favorite book yeah by Anne lamott i read it every year i just love it it makes me a better writer it's so good but the idea of bird by bird is just this idea of one little step at a time and so when you think about making new friends or maintaining the friendships you do have or rebuilding again after a friendship is lost then that's what it is. It's bird by bird. It's little step by step. It's little connection by connection. It's checking in. It's seeing how people are doing. It is asking questions. It's leaning into relationship. And like Tiffany said, you know, we're not in the same city. You know, I'm in LA and she's in T- Tacoma. And we do do all those things she mentioned. We use Marco Polo. We do voice <laughs> memos. You know, and I, I do that with a lot of my friends. I have friends in Texas, two friends in Arizona, I have friends in New York. Um, my family's in North Carolina. And so you find those ways to connect in a way that's meaningful to you and important to you. And I think that that's, that's how you do friendship is bird by bird, <laughs> little oh, by little. That. And through seasons, you figure out how can I serve this person? How can I love this person? What do they need from me right now? Yep. And yep. If we did a little bit more of that, I think we would experience perhaps a sense of belonging in relationship. The caveat to this is people who feel a bit hardwired to be caretakers in relationship and Mm. struggle to receive, struggle to cultivate reciprocity because you're seen as the strong one or the one who always responds to people or the one who always is kind of following them up and reaching out. And so to you, I would say it it would be a really beautiful bird by bird practice, a step by step practice of receiving and saying what you need and speaking up about what you want to see in a relationship. And that's important for all of us because real good friendship is built on honest communication, Mm -hmm. integrity doing doing the same things over and over again like great relationships are built in the monotony of life yeah yeah built in the trauma of light (laughs) life they're not built in the you know highest moments of life they're built in the monotony of life and so showing (sighs) up again and again and again and setting great boundaries and communicating when things are changing I remember a dear friend right before I got married and we were just um, sitting next to each other on the couch and she was just like, gosh, our relationship's literally never going to be the same. And it was, she wasn't sad or mad about that. And I was like, you're right. It's, it's actually changing forever because we knew there weren't going to be any more sleepovers. There weren't going to be Mm -hmm. any more like hanging out the way that we did, or, you know, maybe spending time together till 3am on a regular basis. And so she was right. Our relationship was about to change forever, but acknowledging that really just helped us adapt to the season. And we were able to Grieve that together. Like, thank you for all the time that we've shared. Yeah. Thank you for all that we've done together. You know, we knew holidays at that point were just going to be a, a bunch of single gals getting together. Like, all of a sudden I was going to be married, you know? So just talk about it, you guys, and just be honest with people. And when you're struggling, let people know and be willing to dialogue and talk about that because that is actually what brings strength to a relationship and, and what we need
0: to love each other
1: well and then you're less worried about people who make you mad on Facebook or have weird (laughs) convictions and values you know part of the reason I didn't take it so personal with that gal is like I'm rooted in friendship I don't actually need this person so I'm not going to chase them or try to make them like me because I didn't need that (laughs) like and so don't chase people who don't really want you in their life or who who make you change before they will be in relationship with you like you don't need those people in your life no thanks
0: no thanks um a few things i want to touch on first is we're all growing at different speeds and in different directions we're all growing in different ways it could be um, in, in our family, in parenting, in our education, whatever we're putting our brain to, we're all growing at different speeds in different ways. And in just like in education, we talk about a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Fixed means nothing's changing. This is how we do things um, versus a growth mindset. I am evolving. I am learning. Yeah. I am morphing as I receive new information. I think that goes into relationships of I am learning, we might be learning at different speeds, but being willing to grow. And growing yeah. pains, um, my, my oldest is growing at an outrageous pace and <laughs> he has stretch marks all up his legs yeah. um, because he's growing so fast. And it's beautiful because he's, he's just this handsome, handsome black boy and I love him, he's so yummy. But he's got all of these scars on his legs and he's like, whoa I'm just growing so fast and even his pediatrician was yeah. like oh my gosh he's growing so fast but gro- growth has some scars in it and growth has some yeah. stretching in it and yes. that's okay and another mm-hmm. thing I was thinking of is you, you mentioned even especially those who lean toward that caretaking um, tendency and mentality that's beautiful that's how God wired you yes. but just know that it isn't selfish to communicate your needs that's right it is not selfish to say that this is this this and this is how I would best communicate or operate in this relationship yeah. Yeah. Because I think sometimes we feel like, oh, you know, as women, we've been conditioned not to advocate for ourselves. We've been conditioned to just take what we get. It's um, you are held up as the model of self sacrifice when you serve everyone but yourself. And in reality, that's that's a, a slow death, man. But to yeah. really identify what you need and being able to communicate that, and just this idea, I love it that it's in the monotony, it's in the ordinary exchanges yes. that you build that strength you build that bridge yeah. you just undergird that foundation of your relationship in a way that isn't just in the high times and isn't just in the low times it's yes. the popping over and and Popping up with a cold pressed juice. That's yeah. how I would do it at least. <laughs> or, or sending a virtual one, you know, or sending one over Venmo. Whatever the case may be, if it's afar or near. Finding ways to build the ordinary every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you said that, that was really a profound moment for me because I think of some friendships that were forged um, only in fire. Yeah. I, got, I got close to these people because we were both going through this hard thing together. Yeah, But we didn't have that's a, a relationship prior to that. Right. And although that was beautiful to have them through that fire and we really were able to walk alongside each other, yeah. truly grateful, c- wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. After that fire was extinguished, if you will, there wasn't a lot of common ground. After that thing was worked through, there wasn't that common ground. There wasn't that um, ordinary connection. And so being yes. able to honor that was for that season and that's totally, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and it's just... Oh man, we, we, (laughs) life is, is, I think we're surprised when things are hard when we feel like it's something we've already managed and it doesn't negate any learning that we've had in an area of our life. It's just a reminder that life is nuanced and bumpy and there's always something to
1: learn. I love that. That's so true. And I think I love what you just shared, and that's important for all of us to remember because some some friendships really are for a season, and you'll have fond memories of that person, and that's part of totally. learning, being an adult and learning to end things well so that you don't have to make the person a villain to end the relationship.
0: And wow, it's just that's like, a no, word this right there. Was
1: a, right? I mean, this was just a seasonal relationship, and gosh, I'm so grateful for these three or four years that we went through hell together yep. or that we bonded in the city we lived in or that we bonded over this particular thing that we loved or were doing together. We don't have to stay friends with everybody for a lifetime, but do your best to remember people as fondly as possible and to release them and release yourself from the burden of expectation because I think that's important. Some relationships really are seasonal and there's not a thing in the world wrong with that. Come <laughs> it's, on now. It's okay. That's a good thing. So just um, one of the books I love for this is called Necessary Endings, another Henry Cloud book, and it will bless you guys because he just talks about the importance of knowing how to end things and that it's okay and that you don't have to make everything a drama <laughs> just like, let's yeah. just you know children do that in every transition they go crazy every time it's right before bedtime they have a meltdown or it's you know some big transition they go crazy but as adults right. we can mature past that behavior yeah. and learn how to just care for each other and and be thankful for the time we had <laughs> and let it go <laughs> mm-hmm. so, and I yeah. think different
0: personality when you know I, I'm going back to the Enneagram for a second but I think knowing how you operate and how you bring yourself into a friendship or in a relationship is so powerful to see how you operate and maybe understanding how that person operates. Um, Even when you mention that friend, you're like, no, I don't, I don't need you. You you don't love me. You don't care for me. And I don't, I don't need that. And I think as a three, I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, like (laughs) I would approach that so differently. And when I think of you as eight, I'm like, of course, that's where she's coming from. Of course, that is, is how you operate. And so I think, knowing t- to thine own self be true right knowing yes. how you operate and understanding how people operate and giving grace for that just That's like you right. said there's grace for when people approach relationships different than you yeah but again once there's shared values and reciprocity and that and building that structure and that strength and and communicating needs it's so beautiful but still even then being like i know you operate differently than me i know you have a different personality than me yes. i respect that i respect
1: these differences yes, yes. So valuable, folks. So valuable. We love it. Well, why the listeners, we care about you. And we know relationships are one of the most important things we have in this life. And when we are on our deathbed, that's the stuff that we look back on. And mm-hmm. Even though our achievements, there might be one or two that might shine out in a, in a <laughs> deathbed moment. But for the most part, we're going to remember who we're connected to. Yeah. And all of our regrets tend to be attached to relationships. So mm-hmm. we are thinking of you. We're holding space for you, knowing that this time in this season has changed the very nature of our relationships. And so we hope that this was helpful to you in your process and in your journey. And as always, it's such an honor to spend some time with you. And we yes, love you yes, guys. Yes,
0: yes, yes. We'll see you
1: next week. See
0: you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, listeners, remember to subscribe and comment. It helps others to find the show. To learn more about Tiffany's writing, speaking, or books, visit TiffanyBloom.com. To learn more about Ashley's writing, speaking, or books, visit AshAbercrombie.org. See you next week.